PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. How in the hell are you guys doing out there? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for telling uh, everyone about this show because we are growing. Just got my numbers back from uh, early 2023, and we are growing. So thank you guys for sharing that. I appreciate it. Also want to thank RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, free. That is right, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. You guys could be... Going to KieferIncTesting.com right now, clicking on that RMATVMC banner, and that leads you back to the site and then continues to live your life and continue to buy your stuff, and that gives us a snippet, a little snippet of what you guys are purchasing, and keeps me uh, on the road with Aiden because God knows amateur racing is a hell of a price, and it drains my bank account, and uh, you guys are saving me, so thank you very much for doing that. Also, fxrracing.com, you want to get some new gear, use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 35% off anything gear moto-related there. If you want to use the code for a helmet, 60FXR branded helmet, I have a code for that. Hit me up. And if you're a lady, because we love the ladies here on the show, I want to make you much better than the guys. I want to have you guys looking better, get you guys a better price, so I have a special discount code for you ladies out there. But it'll take an email to prove that you're a lady and you're not some dude trying to get the lady discount. Because I see you guys, you bastards. I know what you guys are doing out there. Hey, I have a girlfriend and uh, she likes to ride. Can I get the lady discount code? Bullshit. I know what you guys are doing. So, ladies, email me. Throw me a picture of you guys riding or you ladies riding. And then I'll get you a code. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com is the email. So thank you for doing that. And last but not least... With our presenting sponsors, REP Suspension. Mark over there and the guys, they do great work. We're going to talk about some of the bikes that they do within this podcast today. But if you want to get a discount, use the code KKREP to get 100 bucks off of your revalve. Doesn't matter if you've got a Japanese bike, Austrian bike. Mark is a smart human being, and he's been around years with suspension. So uh, um, if you haven't checked him out, go to REP's website. They have a bunch of stuff for you guys to look at and offer for you all out there. So thank you to all the two, our 2023 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro, Blood Lubricant, 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross, that is Old Timers MX. I have a guy in here. I need to get his ass out racing with me right now. But if you want to go racing, get long motos in, you're an older gentleman over the age of 30 or even 40, go check him out at oldtimersmx.com, which will be ivmx.com soon. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, and some unofficial sponsors that are not on the show, but I like to use the products because you guys know me. I only talk about stuff that I like to use here. Alpine Stars Boots, you guys know I love a Tech 7 and Tech 10. And Oakley, if you want to get a great goggle, Oakley Airbrake. Greg Loop, 
How you doing? Very well. How are you? What do you how do you like air brakes? I love them. Right. Oh my god. You're ruined now. Yeah, I am ruined. I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my cherry's up. been popped. Oh my god. And Alpine Stars, are you a Tech Ten guy? Tech Ten. There it is. So uh my best man at my wedding, Greg Loop. How long have we known each other? At this this time or when you when you had no one else to stand up for you at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> what point was that? Dude. How long? It's twenty twenty five years? Something like that, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's something else because I'm not originally from the Des. Right. You know, from the but Valley. But you are. I mean, I mean, basically you are. Yeah, I, I mean, moved up here when I joined the Sheriff's Department. So, 88. Oh, wow. Yeah, 88, 89. So I was 11. Yeah, I'm an old son of a bitch. Yeah. You're, so you recently retired, 60 years old. Well, not quite 60. We're May. almost there. Yeah, May. Yeah, May. yeah. yeah. Don't make me older. I'm just rounding up, dude. I'm dude, rounding up. Yeah, thanks for that, but no thanks. <laughs> Fuck uh, that. 33 years yeah. in San Bernardino Sheriff Department? Yes. And now you're living the dream <laughs> of retirement. Nightmares are a dream, yeah. So, <laughs> But that's for another podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think I want to put my shit out there. No, nah, I mean, yeah. we can. Yeah, but but, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have the same... Amount of shit that's going on with you. No. I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm straight. Uh, so I brought Greg Loop in here because this is going to be all about the 450 non-shootout. I call it a non-shootout because we're not comparing every single bike to one another. There really is no ranking. I will tell you on this show which bike I would purchase myself or have purchased. And I brought Greg in here because he's just an average dude that gets to ride some of these bikes that I have. And he breaks some things down that he likes and dislikes. So um, if you guys think I'm biased or you guys think I'm paid for, which is all bullshit anyway, but I brought another quality human being. I mean, 33 years in the sheriff's department. I mean, well, you're, you're not a crooked cop. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd have way more money than I have right now. That's right. Uh, but I brought him in for his opinion. For you older guys that are thinking about getting a 450, so... I like to do these shows just because it's a little bit different, a little bit off the cuff. I'll give you some uh, strong points and some weak points of each bike. And then also, you know, we in some of the look at I'll I'll tell you this. I like looking at shootouts. Shootouts is like a car crash on the freeway. You know, you want to look at it no matter the result of it. You want to see what's going on. Well, right? yeah, you you want to be a good human being and drive by and hope no one's hurt, right. but then you can't yeah. help but look, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's human nature, right? So I'm I'm guilty just like you guys. I feel like I look at all these shootouts and where they rank, and then I probably talk shit just like all, yeah, what the, the, the Honda's what? That's bullshit. I love my Honda. So that is some of the reason why I don't really rank them. Air quotes here, uh, because there is a bike for everybody out there, no matter what these shootouts say. And I think most of these shootouts will say that as well when they do these. They're like, hey. This is not the end-all, be-all of results, but here's some thoughts that you guys can think about before you go purchase. And that's kind of what we're doing here without the ranking. I will give you my honest opinion of why I like certain bikes and why I don't because I will I will claim this. I think I have the most time on every single bike. I mean, you know how much I ride. <laughs> Nonstop. Right. So between how much time I test for media side and then how much time I test for other manufacturers, just doing other things, I have a really good feel of, of these motorcycles. And then I come from a production-based testing background where we have to set up motorcycles for the average guy. So I understand I'm not trying to set this motorcycle up for me, 
what does the average consumer want from a motorcycle, especially a 450? Because let's face it, 450s have plenty of power. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've ridden 350s. Mm-hmm. And I love them. Right. Yeah. You don't need all that 450 cc's. You, you truly don't. And that's why I ride a gear up and you're always in my ass. I'm in my, oh, dude. <laughs> Nonstop. Right. But, and you threw an extra tooth on my rear sprocket. Correct. Yeah. Did the but, Jody. Yeah, did the, you know, I can't even say that. I, I mean. Let's not mention his name. Well, I mean, but, <laughs> let's face it. Let's fix Jody everything. Is just as, as, a tooth. <laughs> Jody has made that popular and I use that in my articles and things just because, look at everything back in the day was like, Add a tooth to it. I mean, you come from MXA. You read MXA growing up. Yep. yep. Was that Ch- Chicken Licks Raceway? I still remember. What the hell is Chicken Licks Raceway? He used to have this these articles. I don't know. Maybe you can give him a call. And get him on the phone. Oh, and uh, <laughs> copy yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, he always wrote these articles. It was like a column he had, and when he was racing, and I just remember back, it, it was this imaginary place that he described as Chicken Licks Raceway. Huh. Yeah. Was I, it an actual place or was it just I, a make-believe spot? Bro, I mean. Oh, so I, I bet you in, I don't in, know. in his world, maybe it was like Carlsbad. Yeah. And maybe they called it Chicken Licks or whatever. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I was mean, Super Hunky MXA or was that another, was that Dirt Bike Magazine? I want to say it was Dirt Bike. Yeah, he that was, was Dirt he, Bike. He was not motor, yeah, motocross. Dirt Bike. Super Hunky. What was Super Rick Hunky. Seaman? Simon. Simon. Simon or Seaman? I mean, we would like to say semen, but yeah. we're... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool, right? <laughs> this hey, is a, hey, Mr. Seaman. I was trying to keep it an R-rated show, not an X-rated yeah, you want show. You come shoot it over? I mean, I want you to come over here. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We could just have a podcast about talking shit. Oh, my great. God. Um, all right, so let's let's kick this thing off here. Um, let's talk about... So I'm just going to rip off some motorcycles, and then we'll I'll rank them how... How I feel like how I would buy these bikes. Which bike would I buy first, second, third, fourth? And I'm going to put you on the spot too and ask you what you would purchase. But you can jump in and interject at any time when I mention some of these bullet points of these bikes. And yeah. you can tell me what you think on some of these motorcycles. Because although you haven't ridden every single one of the 23s. Correct. You've been around a little bit where you've had more than most. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the Kawasaki KX450. Now... The Kawasaki has won a swap moto shootout. Um, I do not think it won MXAs, although I haven't seen MXAs results, but I know that either the KTM or the Yamaha has won their shootout. Most likely the KTM, I would assume. Uh, Dirt Bike Magazine also, I think, um, has put the Kawasaki first, which to me is acceptable. And... You you've you've owned some Kawasaki's. You did not like the standard Kawasaki when I gave it to you at first, Correct. but then you rode the SR last year with KYB and you loved it. Yeah, that thing uh, was insane for me. It was insane. <clears throat> so the stock KX450. Some positives for you guys out there. Um, it's an easy to ride engine character. It's not gonna rip your arms off. It doesn't have a whole host of bottom end. It doesn't have a lot of um, pulling power out of a corner. It has an adequate amount. What I do like about the uh, the Kawasaki's engine, it has good low-end RPM response. So it is exciting when you try to pop it out of a corner or get out of a blown-out rut. That part of it is exciting. But what that part hurts in your riding is uh, it gives you a little bit of a herky-jerky feel as you're rolling your corners, which can upset the chassis inside of a rut. So 
You can refer to my website for the Chaw map. Mike Chavez is a mechanic at Kawasaki. He kind of created a map when this generation KX came out, and that map is still very popular amongst you consumers right now. So the Chaw map is available. Uh, you have to have the KX calibration FI tool, which is a separate cost. It's kind of a pain in the ass, 600 bucks. Yeah. It's one plus about a Yamaha, which we'll talk about. But another 600 bucks, I think, is how much the, the thing is. Um, and then you can put that Chaw map in, and it smooths out that low end, and it helps broaden up the power. So if you're scared of a 450 cc's of power, a Fury, the Kawasaki has an easier linear feel. And we'll rank some engines here in a little bit. But for me, very controlled, has a lot of rear-wheel traction, and easy to ride. The second part of it that really is going to win these shootouts is the stability of a Kawasaki, the bump absorption of the frame. All of these manufacturers that are out there right now, and they have their own testing R&D teams, I can tell you this right now. Each one of those teams is setting the KX as a baseline for their own frames right now. 2023 KX450. I've been a part of manufacturers that we've had a Kawasaki for as a bike. They bought it, and that was our baseline. We have to make our frame as good or bump absorption as good as a Kawasaki, and it's tough to do. That's saying something about a bike when that is the standard. Right. The gold standard. I mean – and if other manufacturers are doing that, yeah, that's that says that speaks volumes. So the absorption of this frame is unlike anything out there right now. If you are going fast, if you have a track that's edgy, if you are a hard pack rider, the Kawasaki frame character is the best for you. I can sit here and tell you that right now. There is no other frame, not a Yamaha, not a Honda, anything that is as friendly as a KX450 frame in straight line. Now. The downside is I feel like I'm towing a fucking trailer at times because in corners it feels long. So it's tough for me to get a feel for the bike when I'm cornering. It still is more, I should say, it's less rear wheel biased than ever before. Before it was like, hey, I got to steer with my rear on the Kawasaki. I am not that guy. I'm a front end steering guy. Yeah, as, as I You I need to have also, a front yeah, end feel. I have to have that front end feel. Uh, if it's rear wheel... I, I blow dogs. Right. You know, I, I can't I can't get the bike through a corner. It wants to constantly climb up out of the rut, and now now I'm too on it, and I'm getting yelled at by all the keefers that I'm out in the desert with. <laughs> You're fucking up my rut. Yeah, get out of the way, old man. And I'm like, and I'm dog paddling, trying to get out of the way. But yeah, I need something that's gonna. Yeah, I know it's. <laughs> Like a, like, My shortcoming as a rider, but I mean, I need a bike to help me stay in that rut. Right, and. We're going to talk about the Honda, which is very good in that direction, right? Yes, yes. Um, so if you're looking for a front-end steering bike, the Kawasaki isn't you're going to be your favorite machine. It, it, it's one of these bikes that it's a, it's, a, it's a vanilla machine. You're an ice cream lover. Oh, right? yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you're lactose intolerant, but you carry a pill around your Every, fucking pocket. I, I got it right now. Because this is how Lo- much you love ice cream. Fuck yeah. I'm not giving up. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> so... Look at the Kawasaki is a vanilla ice cream. You're not going to turn it down. It's good. It's not the best. You're going to want it on your lips. Yes. When it's to hit your lips, it tastes so good. Uh, <laughs> so for me, the Kawasaki does everything well. It, it's kind of like the 22YZ450, which oh, you own. I it own, does. I love it's that. not the best at everything, but it it's just comfortable. It's like coming home, 
Bear with me here. Copy. It's like coming home to a wife that you just know. You everything is just relaxed and and calm, and it's it's home. It has that home feeling. This is the twenty three kegs four fifty. Look, sure. Do I want more front end traction? Yes. Would I like a little bit more power out of the engine? Yes. But it's going to treat me right. Yeah, it's going to treat me right. Correct. It's not that hot new chick that you're going to go to that might turn you out a little bit, right? But she's crazy. She, yeah, it's, it's, she, Kawasaki got, isn't like that. And my thing is massive head shake. Right. Whether it's in a bike or, or a female, yes, massive head shake. I never want that. I, Correct. I can, I, I can do without. I'm running to the hills. I'm running to the hills. Yeah. There's there is no fixing that shit. No. So for me, does everything well. It has a re- a really good rear shock area feel. Like if I'm sitting on the bike and I'm accelerating out of a corner and I hit those square edges, this rear end doesn't skip out. It doesn't deflect. It soaks it through. The fork, now, a couple negatives on the on the Kawasaki is a soft fork. You go to my website. I have a 23 uh, suspension baseline settings. I stick a 5.2 spring on one side of the fork, which equals out to it'll be a 0.51 because 5.0 is stock. Correct. So a cheap fix, sticking one heavier spring on whatever side, left or right, doesn't matter, and that'll bring that front end up a little bit, keep that comfort, but have better hold up off throttle because in stock form, once it's broken in, holy hell, man, it dives a lot off throttle. So for me, I got to have more hold up, and it does help the chassis once you do that. Um, wear parts. The Kawasaki has never been the best as far as, hey, man, I'm going to grind this thing out for 100 hours. Good luck to you. Happy Hunger Games on that because the Kawasaki isn't the most reliable machine out there. Correct. I, I had the same thing when I was on the – because I had a lot of two-stroke KXs. Right. And, I, you know, I love my 500s. Right. And you always give me shit about that. But the X500 was a good bike. Yeah, it was a great bike. Yeah. Oh, my God. Honda 500 would scare the shit out of you. Yeah, the head shake on that would put shit in your neck. Right. And it did. Right. Um, but, yeah, I had a couple KX500s, my KX250s. I love them. But mm-hmm. um, stupid shit, always with my Kawasaki's. Now I'm going back in history. You know, the bolts yes. going in, strip out, boom, yeah, the gone, same as or so. fall out. That hasn't improved. Yeah, and, and some of the cheap shit, I was like, these are great handling bikes. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um Mechanically, the motor, I always had great luck with KXs. But it was all the other shit holding the bike together. The chassis together. stuff. Yeah. So, like, for me, and this is current, right? So, that goes back to what Greg was talking about. Bolts. I mean, I, I own a bunch of Kawasaki's, right? Aiden is part of a Team Green program. I have a bunch of KX250's in here. Uh, my KX450's get ridden a lot. I think I have over 30 hours on my 450 already. Again, no engine problems, right? Yet. But... um. Seat uh, bolt nuts in the backside, they fall out. Fall out or strip uh, out. The, the shrouds, I pinch with my legs. Aiden's uh, middle shroud bolt pops out or rips through the plastic. Um, fork uh, protectors on the lugs, those strip out. Um, chain guys, chain sliders wear out. The the roller, it has like this weird traction, like knobby area on the roller. Those things are a piece of trash. They roll, they they wear out. Just just weird things like this that you have to keep up on, or it could be a nightmare for you when you're on the track. So there is a level of um, what's the word I'm looking for? There is a level of relaxation that I get when I look on in the back of my van, depending on which color bike is back there. Right? I have a high anxiety feel when I'm on the way to my track, local track, 
and I see a Kawasaki with me just because I'm like, God, I, I hope I make it through the day. Yeah. With something not weird happening. The engine, fine, no worries. I'm just saying dumb shit. Like, I got to change some parts on the Kawasaki to test. Am I going to strip out a bolt? Mm. Yeah. Don't know. Let's roll the dice, right? Yeah. So you have to be particular with the Kawasaki. If you're um, particular and you're really meticulous with your bikes, you won't have a problem. I am not the best mechanic. I will say this. I'm a little bit of a hack when it nah, comes to you're not the hack. I'm just I'm, I neglect some things. I ride more than I work on them. I'm okay. A big, I'll, I would agree to that. Yeah. I don't like working on bikes as much as I like riding and testing them. Right. And so, I'm somewhat the opposite. Right. Yeah. And Eddie, my guy yes, here, he Eddie. loves working on them yeah. more. A lot of guys like to yeah. spend more time in the garage with their motorcycles than riding them, which yep. is fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the old muscle car days of those kind of people. Like, let's work on them and drive them a little. Yeah. For me, I'm not that way. I want to ride the shit out of them, change the oil, lube the chain, and go on my merry way. Kawasaki, you got to pay a little bit more attention to it. Yeah. So just note that. So if you are a meticulous guy, you can throw all this shit out the window that I'm talking about and say, suck it, Kiefer. It, it's fine for me. But these are the things you need to know about. Yeah, absolutely. And with and another thing I saw, and, and a lot of you guys out there are mechanically inclined, and you're going to think, well, no shit, Greg. But right. there's some guys out there that are like, hey, man, they're just coming into this, or maybe they're not the best at turning wrenches. Yeah. But even when I was, when <laughs> we were working out your, your mom and dad's old place, yeah. you know, originally you were doing the Supercross, and we didn't have shit for right. money, and we were trying to keep the bikes together, and you were doing 125 Supercross. Um, so I take the bike home and some, just some of the little tricks and, and the guys that are mechanically inclined already know this and they're like, no shit, Greg, but there's other guys out there like, Hey man, how do I keep the bolts in? Uh-huh. And you're going to say, well, Loctite. And, and this is going to sound so rudimentary to anybody that has any kind of mechanical ability. Don't use red Loctite or green on those bolts. You want to use blue. Right. Okay. Because they are, it, it, it's meant, blue is meant not to be so hard or hardening mm-hmm. and, and hold as tight. So, because with the red and with the bolts on the Kawasaki, they can, yeah, you can actually right. strip them out. Yep. So, so Eddie blue. does that a lot yeah. too. He, he'll put a lot of blue stuff. Yeah. Blue I, I use blue. On. Yeah. On, on anything like that. And see, I never do that with a Yamaha. Like I've never found no. myself doing that. And even that. with my Yamaha, I yeah. don't, no Loctite. Yeah. Don't need it. So things like that, grips, you know, they're well, the throttle grip is welded on. You, it's just, just, just shit like that that's kind of a pain in the ass. So that, just note some of those things. So otherwise, performance of the Kawasaki on chassis side is great. The engine is a little bit vanilla, but also very controllable. So I can see why this bike is winning shootouts. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So the new Yamaha YZ450. Now, this is an all-new bike. Uh, it goes. This goes back to last year. Okay. So this is... <laughs> Uh, we could have its own show about this bike, but it it I've ridden Yamahas on my own time because that's what I liked last year. You own a 22YZ450F. Yeah. I've owned one. I purchased one myself. It did everything well, was stable, was friendly. I liked it. So for those that you are used to a Yamaha, when you get a 23 Yamaha, it's going to feel a lot different for you. So it took me a little time. Uh, to warm up to this motorcycle, but I've spent a lot of time on it, like I do with anything new, and I've come to appreciate the things um, that are that have changed, I guess, on this bike. So, is it people like I always get? Hey, Kiefer, is the twenty three 
worth it over the 22? Can you, you know, I can get a 22 for 80, 8,500 bucks, but the 23 is 10, 10 grand or whatever. Uh, I would say now at this point in my juncture, I think there is a lot of more positives to the 23YZ450F that I like. So for me, it's, it'd be worth another twenty-five dollars to $3,000 to get this. And the bike will only improve as the years go on, but I have some fixes for this bike as well that help it to get it more stable. So let's rip this thing down. And you've ridden this bike. You own a 22, so you can yeah. give your point of view here. Absolutely. So the positives for me is the engine. Unbelievable engine, very responsive. With the Yamaha Power Tuner um, app, you can change it. I have some maps that are up on my website now that give it more control, more rear-wheel feel. It has a smoother low-end transition than last year, yet still exciting, more exciting than a Kawasaki. But the mid-range comes on really strong, so I kind of help that um, that dip. And with the maps that I have on my website, kind of help that situation. So for me... Um, Using that app is huge. It really does help this motorcycle, but the engine is so easy to ride. Um, cornering, it corners way better than last year. There's more front wheel contact inside the rut than last year. Doesn't feel as heavy, so side-to-side -side moving is a lot better. And suspension, you will not find a better set of suspension in stock form than the KYB SSS fork and the shock that KYB has. It is stiffer in nature than it was last year, so... It will take some fine-tuning more than last year's bike, but there is a setting that will please you guys out there. It just took some more time for me to find it. And I think there is slightly more track toughness in this suspension setting than there was last year because once last year's setting broke in, it was soft. You 200 pounds, Correct. You, you know this. Yes. Um, so there is more holdup in the 23 setting. And for me, the chassis, of course, is more rigid, which is a negative for me. Um, it has a stiffer feel on edge of tire. When you have a hard pack edge of your track, you will not get as much compliancy from this frame as a Kawasaki. I would think last year's Yamaha frame was very close to the Kawasaki frame, but now straight line stability and bump absorption is a little bit behind the Kawasaki at this time, especially when you want to cut across the track on the edge of the tire you will have a little bit more of a stiffer feeling and a little bit more of deflection than ever before, but not as bad as a Honda. Another negative for me is the clutch. I've gone through a couple clutches already. I know you guys out there are like, hey, man, I can't get them yet. What the hell is going on? There are some fixes. I'm testing with Henson right now. There is a nine-plate system that I'm working through right now that is really, really good and excellent, so stay tuned for, for those results as well as when you can buy them. They also have an eight-plate system over there at Henson, which also lengthens the life of this clutch. They went to a KTM-style clutch, um, but I think some things need to be worked on. The Belleville spring, I think, is a little bit light feeling, so I think um, it goes through clutch plates sooner. But um, it's not it, – the feeling of the clutch isn't the bad thing. It just I end up going through them more than I should. Last year, I went through a clutch every 10 hours. I Initially, when I got this bike, I went longer. I was like, got about 15 hours on it, so I was like, okay. But then once it was broken in and it was raining here in the high des and I was going these sand tracks that we ride, I was frying clutches four hours, five hours. And I find that surprising because you, and not because I'm sitting in your office or anything because you know I'll say anything to you, yeah. but you are more disciplined, you know, as far as a rider goes, whereas I am not. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I tend to use the clutch, rely on it to keep the bike going. I, my finger is always on the clutch. And the only time I rode the Yamaha is uh, when we were doing turns. Remember, right. we were doing turns at the old track. Yep. And uh, you say, hey, bitch, get on this thing and do right. some turns and give me your impressions. And so I went through, and it turns way better than the 22. And I do love my 22. Yes. She's, she's thick. You know, she's a good girl. Um, got skinny legs, so it's easier for me to hang right. on, pinch my legs. Yep. I noticed those two things with the Yamaha right away, just doing the, the uh, ruts, yeah. is that I need to squeeze my bony-ass legs in tighter to get a better grip on it. And two, it turns much better than the 22. Yeah. So, and, and, but I, as far as the clutch goes, I didn't ride You didn't it notice that. it. I did not notice right. that. So if, if you're not a, I'm a clutch dragger. I'm not an abuser. So why I go through clutches, just so I can explain it to you guys. And the guys over at Yamaha know this and they, they yell at me, especially Travis. <laughs> Travis. Uh, I use third gear a lot. I'm I'm just third gear yeah. guy. Yeah. I like it in third gear. Why? Because the Yamaha accommodates you to to use it. If it didn't accommodate me, I wouldn't use it. So Yamaha, it's your, actually your fault to have a good engine mm-hmm. to make me want to use third gear. That it's just less work for me, right? I, can, I agree. I can I, roll my corners yeah. and a little bit of a fan of the clutch, and I'm back in the R's, and it's easier to do. The chassis is is calmer. The like, big horsepower pulls you out. Yep, nice and smooth. So I'm yeah. constantly dragging yeah, my clutch a little bit, mm-hmm. just because I'm in third gear. Now you could go to a bigger rear sprocket like Greg did on his 22. That does help. That I had one tooth. Yep, and it was and Stevie suggested that. Remember? Yep. Yep. So and you guys Great. can do that, but this is the reason why I I smoke clutches, just because I'm. Just slipping it just a little bit, and over time, of course, that's just going to burn the clutches out. So there is a little bit of a problem with the clutch. There will be some clutch plates available soon. You can start looking for OEM plates now. They should start showing up to the dealerships as well as Henson's making one um, for me that I've tried that I know. And I know that Recluse is making some stuff, but I haven't tried their stuff yet. Uh, I've been on the Henson um, program just because... I've been working with them closely just to try to develop something. So that's what I know, and so far, so good. So if it works for me, chances are really high it's going to work for you because I'm a little bit harder on the clutch. And the seat sucks ass. Uh, if you guys don't have monkey butt when you ride, you will have monkey butt now because the, the, the middle of the seat is narrow. And when I'm pushing on the edges of the seat, I'm getting near the frame rail of the plastic part, and it just bruises my butt bones because I don't have a lot of butt back there. I was going to say, brother, not that I'm looking, but you ain't got no ass. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that might be a little bit of, a, of an issue for you guys. You can go to Guts. They have different uh, foams, densities. He's working on, I think, a different shape of a foam. I don't think it's out yet, but I think that will be available as well. Um, so you can look into that. Um, so just for me, hopping on the bike, a little bit of revisions, uh, it's a great machine. Oh, it is. It's it's <laughs> friendly for me to ride. I feel like I can go fast on it. It does have a little bit of a wiggle, and I will stand by this to this day. It off throttle coming into a corner. It does have a little bit of a of a nervous feeling. Um, but I've tried some different uh, modifications, like clamps. X trigs didn't really work on a twenty two. It made it stiffer, but the X trig clamps now uh, make that disappear a little bit kind of band-aids that wiggle off throttle see and i and i'm nowhere near your speed but i didn't notice that right when i was coming in and this I is did not this is why i bring other people on the show guys because for me i push the bike uh, maybe in a, in a way that some of you guys out there do not get greg rides a certain way that he doesn't feel some of the things i do obviously the clutch Agreed. isn't a huge issue with greg nope. 
the wiggle that I talk about off throttle, you don't feel that. What, what wiggle? Right. He just notices, hey, I got a great engine. I can lug it, and I can corner better. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you're what, 210? Uh, I, and I, uh, I put on five pounds since I've retired. <laughs> okay. So 215? No, 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 no. I'm at 210. Okay. I'm, I normally run 203, 205, but yeah. So I'm, 210, and we'll, we'll say a novice moto guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Enjoys old, his time. Old dude. Yeah, he goes out with me. So if you're in that area, chances are high you're not going to feel the same thing that no, I do. And, feel and within all these podcasts, I'm giving you what I feel. So just so you know and you can be aware of it if you get your bike, and maybe that's in the back of your mind. So you could ride it and be like, hey, I don't feel what Kiefer said, so I'm good. But I'm giving you some knowledge just in case you do feel it and how to remedy it. So a lot of those remedies within this 23YZ450 are up on my website now. Um, things that work on the YZ is up. Um, baseline settings is up there. Uh, you will have to drop your fork down a little bit. I, re- I lowered my sag to 104, and that stables um, helps the stability of the bike, and it doesn't hurt the cornering. So for me, Yamaha did a good job. I've, I've acquired enough taste now for it where I can appreciate it. I have up over 50 hours on my test bike. So... There's a lot of time on that, and uh, there'll be more information up on my side about the Yamaha. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. But first, listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. Get these codes and use them. We'll be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like "Let's go, buddy," or "Free jailbirds." I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes guys What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now I've had great results you guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. 
And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington, just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy, that's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. 
super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lit Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lit Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time, and let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself, but hey, you got to go do it. You got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and having some fun, get some gate drops. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging tight. I appreciate you guys getting through these and on with this entertaining 450 non-MX shootout. Moving on to KTM and Husqvarna, we're going to lump these two together. Uh, I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit right now. Yeah. So if you had 15 grand, let's just say you had 15 grand, okay. and you're going to go buy a bike, you told me before the show started that you're going to buy a KTM. Correct. Why? Um, I'm older. Yeah. All the bikes I grew up with, steel frames. Okay. Okay. The aluminum thing is like, ooh, it's something new to me. You know, yeah. I mean, even though it's been around how many years now. And I just like the feel of steel. Right. I, that's what I'm used to. It's home to me. Mm-hmm. And I do like KTM. I like the way they handle the lightness, the feel, the feeling of the lightness of the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have a little more control. It may be an illusion. Right. But, um, yeah, I just feel like uh, I'm more connected to the steel frame bike. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. So, so KTM, Husqvarna have transferred over to their new generation frames. So it's a stiffer-natured frame from the old one. If it was me, I prefer the older-style frame just because of compliancy and edge-of-tire compliance, bump absorption out here on the West Coast side of things because we get square edge, square edge yes. things like that, right? So in soft dirt, I like this chassis a lot. But if it's hard pack, I prefer the old one, which had more flex. Yeah, because for me in the hard stuff on the new frames it, it and i know it's not a word guys but it gets chattery to me it, yeah. it's hard it's like and you feel it a little bit more and i'm like whoa this is not this <laughs> this is not home to me anymore right. you yeah. know but i still love the steel frame bikes yep so it does have it does have here's a blend of stability and cornering mm-hmm. so maybe the edge of tire is a little bit more rigid just like the yamaha was yeah um in 23 but it still corners excellent. Yes. If you're straight line, if you're going straight line wide open down a road or a, 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 you know part of the track, it still has a blend of that. It has good comfort there. Um, I do like its durability feel. 
Yeah. Durability on a KTM, people are like, oh, it's a KTM. Dude, KTM durability is really good. It's like the old Honda days. I mean, Honda. Serious. I mean, I mean Honda's still like the benchmark for reliability. Yeah. I mean, me growing up. And it still is really good. It, it is. It's insane. Yeah. And KTM is a lot like that. And and I know you make fun of me, but I, I'm going to use an old word, hearken back to days of old uh-huh. um, with the old still framed Hondas. Now, granted, they had crazy head shake right. when I was riding them, but those son of a bitches were reliable. Yep. It took care of you on the track. It didn't beat the shit out of you, mm-hmm. you know, coming back like a lot of aluminum frame bikes do or did. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it just takes, it's like a comfortable, it's like sitting in the house during a rainstorm with a blanket on and a warm bowl of chicken soup. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just good times, That's man. A good analogy, yeah. Dude, in front of a TV, watching TV all day and just getting fat and old. You I know like what I mean? Yeah. It's just comfortable yep. and it takes care of you and the reliability. I mean, I know I'm getting a little off track, but yeah, I, I just well, love you're spending those. a lot of money on a KTM, right? Last thing Correct. you want to do is spend more on it, right? Yeah, that's an expensive bowl of chicken. That's, exactly, that's a good, <laughs> shit. good chicken filet in there. Shit. <laughs> shit, you know that's my brother. Um, so, engine feel on a KTM and Husqvarna, and to me, this year is more similar than ever before. So I'm sorry to the KTM group over there because they hate it when we compare these bikes, but they are <laughs> essentially the same. Andy's never going to speak to you again. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Really easy, almost too easy of roll-on throttle. I could use more power down low. Like, for me, it's very smooth, very connected, and then mid to top end, there's plenty of mid to top in there. I think it pulls farther than almost any other bike in this group. Uh, the Yamaha may have a little bit of advantage, uh, but for me, the KTM itself is a very usable mid to top end range. Second gear is very long and wide. Uh, it has the most usable second gear out of any of these bikes right here, right now. Uh, so, sorry, Greg. Sometimes you have to downshift and use no, second I gear. Don't, I don't want to. So, <laughs> in Greg's point, if you're a third gear lugger, this engine isn't going to be your favorite because it is very, very tough to lug in third gear because Correct. there's not a lot of torque feel from the KTM and Husqvarna. Now, that being said, you have no problem downshifting to second, and you don't want a lot of front side to your 450, the KTM and Husqvarna is great. Yeah. So the weird thing about these bikes is I feel slower on them, but my lap times say they're faster. Correct. And it pisses me off. Yeah. Because every time I do these comparisons, I'm always almost a second faster on a KTM, which blows my mind mm-hmm. uh, because I obviously ride the Yamaha way more in my own time. But I get on this KTM and Husqvarna, and it, it's faster because this is what I think the reason is. I roll my throttle on sooner because I know I don't have as much power, so therefore my corner speed is better because I'm more connected, and I don't have that wow, a lot of front side like the Yamaha does, so I'm on the gas sooner. And I think from other people watching me, they're like, dude, you ride the KTM really good. They're like, I feel like you ride the KTM better than the Yamaha. But it's tough for me to accept that because it, the bump absorption and the fork do not feel as comfortable to me as the Yamaha or the Kawasaki. So there is some plus side to that. If you guys are scared of 450 cc's of Fury, <laughs> the KTM and the Husqvarna is really good. And I'll, and I'll lump the gas gas in here because I haven't ridden the new generation gas gas. Okay, so... The, the factory edition gas gas will have the new chassis, but the current 23 gas gas is old chassis. So for me, 
we'll throw that in there. If you were going to buy one between the three, I would choose the Gas Gas because it has the older style frame still. I don't know oh. if you knew that. No, I did not know that. Um, so the compliance is a lot better on the Gas Gas side, mm. but the engine and all that still feels the same as these two bikes. So for me, there is a lot of plus side to this engine. There's not a lot of excitement. I wish there was more, and I've done modifications to make them more like a, a – Twisted development exhaust flange gives it more RPM response. A vortex gives it. Uh, I mean, you've ridden mine with the vortex. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like cheating. It's it really is it's because so it doesn't change the character. You still have that smooth character. You just have more torque now, so you still have this linear feel and connect it to your rear wheel feel, but just more meat. Yeah. So you don't get that wop wop that quick exciting feel. You just get a lot of pulling power, which is amazing when you go to a vortex. So. FMF exhaust, you know, a twisted development exhaust flange, you go into a Vortex, and it's a whole nother bike. Again, of course, it's more money, but man, it is a hell of a bike to ride once you have all those mods. Now, the downsides, of course, are the air fork, the stiffer na nature chassis, and vibration. Yeah, I'm out on the air fork. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I can't get used to it. It, it is it's, better than it ever has been, yeah. but it's still... Is to me, it's too inconsistent. Yeah. Give me a spring fork any day. Yeah. Conventional. I, yeah. So, REP, Mark, my guy that's on the show, he has a great air fork setting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's plush. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. But still, it's an air fork. It's going to change throughout the day because air pressure is going Heat. to build up. And yes. Consistency, I would say with the spring fork, I don't think I have as much plushness as the air fork when it's revalved. But it's consistent. I know what I'm getting throughout the day, which yes. is crazy. So there is some options out there with this with these bikes, but you're going to have to spend fifteen hundred bucks for a a spring conversion, and that's just the nature of the beast. And um, people are saying, "Why the fuck am I spending ten grand and I got to buy a fucking fork for yeah. it?" Which pisses me off. I get it. I understand it. If KTM would just say, "Look, we're not abandoning the air fork. We're going to use it as a pro component." And, and develop it further and see if we can dial it in and make it better. But we're just going to run these things with spring fork stock. They would sell more. No, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, if KTM would would put a spring fork on these bikes with some plushness, it's game. Yeah, if they could figure that out uh, personally. And it's you game. Know, yeah, it's game. But I don't want an air fork bike. No. Not it's this too juncture. Much work. It's too much. I, I you know how many people do not check SAG, Greg? That's scary to me. Now, just SAG they don't is check huge. SAG. They're not going to check their air pressure. Yeah. So they're not going to do none of that shit. Fucking SAG is huge, dude. And if they can't check that, they're not going to check the air. Right. Yeah. So Not good. For me, um, there is some stipulations between air fork and spring fork, but I still feel like KTM, Husqvarna, and those guys need to go to a spring fork to accommodate a wider range of consumer. And... A little bit more of a compliant chassis, which I heard they are going to in 2024. Oh, really? So we're going to go have a little bit of a balance between the old chassis and this new chassis to get some more compliancy. And then now we all need to do, KTM Group, just go to a spring fork. Yeah, just do it. No one wants an air fork. I'm no. sorry. Maybe there might be two people. But just do a spring. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Develop the spring. You guys have smart people over there in Austria. I've been a part of it. It's insane. Yeah, lots of smart people. KTM is changing the way of other brands and how they look at the market. So, 
just go to a spring fork. It's fine. You guys were on PDS for years and said you're never going to put a linkage, and you guys went back to a linkage. Look how much better the bike is. That's a good point. And I had that 380 PDS, yeah. that KTM two-stroke. There oh. was strong points about the PDS, just like there's strong points about yeah, the Air Fork, but, but consistency uh, wasn't there. Yeah, and at my level of riding, it, it was not good. Right. Yeah, and I had that thing reworked, revalved, and I could never get it to work. And yeah. It's just... I'm done. I was done with it. So the cornering character of a KTM and Husqvarna is great. feels light. It's a front-end steering bike. Uh, even though on paper the weight has gone up, it still feels light in corners. It's a little bit heavier than the old generation frame, but it will help you corner and lean, and you will like that, especially if you go to a spring fork. That'll just help you even further in that direction. Um, again, durability is good. Um, vibration is up. Uh, there is some things you can do to help vibration. Go to a different bar. That stock neck and bar is a piece of shit. Uh, I don't like lock-on grips for vibration. I put glue-on grips on, and um, you will help the vibration somewhat, but I just notice when I get off of Japanese bikes onto the Austrian steel frame bikes, uh, there's more vibration. See, and that's crazy to me because you would think you'd have less on the steel bike yes. as opposed to the aluminum bike. It'd Weird. be more It'd be more giving right? the material with the steel frame. I don't know. But that's crazy. Yeah, it's just you can feel it through the pegs and through the, the handlebars. It does help when you change the handlebar, the vibration area. It'll You'll feel more through your pegs and less through the bars. But, man, there is definitely a noticeable difference. Yeah, It's like riding a Honda and a steel frame is similar. The Honda vibrates a little bit more as well, um, but which is amazing to me, which we'll move on to the Honda right now. Honda says they have the softest frame available to date so if you measured the frame and did all the measurements that they do and the tests that they do the frame honda's frame is the softest and they are right but what happens greg and what we get confused and, and riders is when you have a softer frame in certain areas of course you have these engineers that are way smarter than me and how to put certain parts of the you know rigidness or stiffness longitude la you know whatever yeah. latitude um, we're at on the pivot points of these bikes. The Honda has the softest points. So I think what we're feeling and why we think it's so rigid is when we load this frame of the Honda, it's, it flexes and snaps back, which mm. gives us a perception of rigidity. Rigidity, that's right. So the energy is going somewhere, and then it flexes and snaps, and then we're like, oh, man, this thing's rigid feeling like yeah. it's snapping back. And you're on to the next bump, and it's like... Yeah. It, all you feel is the harsh, perceived harshness. Right. So I think there is some level of stiffness underneath the shock tower, and I think it's too soft near the the, the, the down tube and the, the neck of the frame. So this is my guess, right? And you see these on the Supercross bikes now, like Chase's bike and Colt's bike. They're welding um, the down tube. They're running a bead, extra extra material down the, the down tubes to get more stiffness out of the bike in that area, which proves to me that that area of the motorcycle needs to be stiffer, which helps the plushness of the bike. See, you, that, that almost sounds counterintuitive. Yes, but this is what's great about our sport and, and crazy is like you add stiffness in certain areas, which yeah. gives you a plusher feel on certain bumps and certain areas of the track. So you need a level of forgiveness to hit a bump, but you also need a level of stiffness to get the plushness out of the bike. So 
This is the the mystery of Honda. Look, people, there's not, oh my gosh, emails come and go in my email inbox about Hondas. It's probably the number one bike that I get asked about. Mm. It looks amazing. You walk out in the shop. Oh, be- they've always been I mean, when you beautiful. walk out in the shop, you see just the gorgeous. works edition, you're oh. like, oh my God, yeah, I want to ride it. Yeah, and then you have to go to the restroom and clean up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great looking it, bike. It's beautiful. Uh, it's just hard to ride fast. So here are the positive points about the Honda. Ergonomics, you sit on it. It's ready to go. That's, that's Honda. Honda, they, in my humble uh, guesstimation, they created ergonomics, motorcycle ergonomics. Yes. I mean, they are the standard. Let's when we talk it. about baseline settings for other manufacturers, they try to mimic Honda's ergos Correct. to make them as good. So comfortable. Too. So they are the baseline for that area of the motorcycle, which yeah, is yeah. an important feature to a rider. Yeah, and, and sitting there on the bike in the pits or just rolling out, before you even start hitting bumps, yeah, it's the most comfortable bike. Oh. Everything is where it should be. And here's the the probably the most important point of this whole thing is you got a guy walking into a dealership, mm-hmm. and you have a dealership that's two or three different brands. Oh yeah, and the guy goes sits on a Honda. Yeah, sits that's his a ass selling on point seat. right there. Oh yeah, he might have sat on a Yamaha, he might have sat on a Honda, and he sat on a Cow. He's like, oh dude, this one feels the best, and he yeah. buys that one. Yep, yep. That's I how agree. simple it can be. Well, that's a great analogy. Yeah, because that. Yeah, that's there's nothing truer than that. Right. Um, so, um, ergos are awesome. It corners. It has gotten heavier over the years, but there isn't a bike that lays over in the corner as good as a Honda. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> you just got to think that's about right. cornering, and it'll go brap, laying yep. in the corner. Yep. Oh, shit, a rut's coming up. Let's lean. Hit yeah. in, in the corner. Yeah, it doesn't want to climb out. No. It stays planted and yep. smooth. And I always say... It's taking care of me because <laughs> it's not me as a rider. I suck. Dude. But it is just, it makes you look good. And that's when it's picture day in the ruts. Yeah. I want to ride the Honda. Right. Because my shit's not climbing out of the rut. And I'm, right. you know, and I'm getting yelled at by you for screwing, <laughs> screwing up the rut. Right. On the daily. Yeah. Hello, I'm that guy. Uh, Eddie. One of our, our guys here at Kiefer oh, Inc. fuck Eddie. No. <laughs> oh, I love me some Eddie. Eddie's a good dude. Yeah, he's he's my uh, brother from another mother. Yeah, you guys are both uh, loud and obnoxious. Yeah, loud, just cavemen. I yeah. love it. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, he's taking the works edition over because he needs help cornering. And he, he's on a um, Gas Gas MC450, and he felt like he needed help more. I mean, look, at let's face it. He needs help with his technique, right? But when you're older and you're setting your well, ways. Well, he needs help with his table manners. I mean, have you eaten with that guy? <laughs> Holy shit, don't get anything on you. He's, he's driven. He's, uh, yeah. So he wanted something to help him with that aspect. And he's on a Honda, and it pleases him really good. So uh, you want help with your cornering? I do feel like the engine on the 23 Honda is more usable than ever before um, with the, the different um, head and with the different intake and the throttle body has changed for Honda in 23, all of that has smoothed out this engine and has made it a lot friendlier to ride. So for me, there is still a lot of power there, but it is manageable. If you stay in map one, there is obviously three modes. No need to go to mode three. It's, it's too much. Uh, mode one or two will help you, um, give you more rear wheel connectivity. Uh, I do feel like the engine is one of the strong points of this bike, especially now in 23, of how easy it is to ride and how long it pulls. It's very fast. Um, but, again, a couple things that aren't so great. Rigidity. Mm-hmm. It feels stiff. Um, you never feel like it's just plush anywhere. You never really feel that. True. Clutch feel. 
The hydraulic clutch is on off. I don't really like the lever shape, so that is a little bit of a problem for me off starts. And of course, straight line stability is not its strong point because of the rigidity, stiff natured feel. It has gotten better. Uh, the works edition is better for rigidity. It's the same frame, Greg. I was going to say, how, how can that be? The engine helps rigidity. So when you have a different engine character. Character. So it's the character so of the engine. So the works itself. edition okay. has, a, has a ported, I should say, hold on. Yeah, you it didn't had, let me ride the works edition. Thanks, no, fuck. No, exactly. Yeah, what, well, Eddie what, has that. Yeah, well, sure. Eddie's Eddie, now the, you guys can Eddie, bond over that. Yeah, Eddie's now the chosen friend. Okay, whatever, Eddie. Uh, whatever. It has a polished head on the works edition. Um, oh, nice. It has a Yoshimura muffler, which Yoshimura increased uh, the dimension, not the diameter, the length of the head pipe, which helps the power. So for me, just those two simple things actually make the chassis feel less rigid. I have an XPR CRF 450R that I rode last year that was faster but yet more usable with the vortex and the head work and the things that he did and yeah, that, it made the chassis a lot better that bike was insane that bike's awesome oh my god that thing yeah it was great it was awesome so there are some things you can do to help the chassis and you can help that along with engine that's how crazy this sport is is your bike will feel different if you add or take away power everything is hand in hand you've listened to me over many years with this podcast saying you change one thing it affects another thing on the bike correct so you have to know when you change something, what you're affecting. Now, some bikes accept power better than others. This bike accepts longer linear power better than having a lot of front side. So if you can add more of a linear feel to this Honda, that helps the chassis. So you guys know that. So this bike is for a guy that could be a little bit bigger of a rider like Eddie. Eddie's 215 pounds, uh, struggles in corners but yet needs enough motor to get him out of the corner. So if you are a bigger rider, you will notice, will not notice the rigidity as much as my skinny ass. I feel like you haven't ridden a 23 Honda yet. No. I think you would like it because you're not as sensitive to rigidity as me, but yet there's less of it than there was in the past, and the engine is smooth and... To me, for me, it corners amazing. So I think these could be really good for you. So okay. Eddie, Eddie's actually picking up the works edition today. I was going to say, how do we get his fat ass off that thing? Yeah, exactly. I can, and let me ride. Right. So he's picking it up for me today. We're going to have it for a little while, so we'll let you guys ride it, and, and you yeah. can kind of tell me. But I think that could be something that you'll like. Okay. So that is the Honda in a nutshell. It's a little bit stiffer. Um, it corners really well. It doesn't have the best straight line stability, but you have a lot of front end traction when you go into a corner. And for me, it's, it's, a, it's a really good motor for a bigger rider. Hmm. Would I want to buy one? No, because it takes some work. Yeah. Look it. Uh, I'm the type of guy I like to do, a, you know, I like to ride a lot. Just like I said, I want to ride a lot. So I don't want to do a bunch of work. I'll do suspension, some handlebars, some muffler, little things in here and there, but I want it to work good after that. I don't want to have to screw with everything so much. I don't have to get inside of the engine. I don't want to have to buy a Vortex if I don't have to. So, yeah. like, I just want to ride. So Yeah, you're more of a rider than a gearhead. And I'm doing air quotes. I know you guys can't see it. But, you know, the guys that yeah. just want the mechanics of it, they right. just, oh, my God, they sit in a dark room and by themselves naked and right. think about the mechanics of it. You're not that guy. You want to be out ripping. Yeah. And you ride. You do ride a lot. Yeah. Son of a bitch. You wear me out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of worn out, Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> 
Suzuki, uh, we need Suzuki in the sport. There's we a lot do. of freaking jokes and memes out there on the on the socials that are are funny. They are funny. It's still a relevant. Kickstart Kenny. Kickstart Kenny's going with it. Like Kickstart Kenny is on a Suzuki. Uh, yes, it does have a Kickstarter. Yes, it is outdated tech, um, but it's still a very viable machine. I just did a bunch of Suzuki stuff for Racer X, and on my website, still a great engine. Oh, yeah. Easy-to-ride engine, has good torque feeling. It's like a blend of a Kawasaki and a Honda. So you have some torque, but yet you have some connectivity. Um, the thing that's not like a Kawasaki, it is rigid. I feel like like it's as rigid as a Honda feeling. It has that rigidity feel of a Honda. Yeah. Um, but for me, it corners. It used to be the, the cornering yeah, god. It was. A front-wheel turn, and you yeah. know, I'm not a real-wheel turn guy at yeah. all. Fuck that. But the front wheel, it turns on a dime. Yeah. So I would say it's almost as good as a Honda, if not as good. It's not better. And here's with the caveat to that. I don't know, you know, all the engineering shit, but I, I do. I, I don't have the feel that you do on a bike. Mm-hmm. But I was raised a Honda guy, still frame. We've already been through that. Yep. But when I started riding the Suzuki's, even, you know, the aluminum frame ones now, is that it's still very front wheel turning, and I don't get the head shake that I normally got on my Hondas. Yeah, that's right. I think that's still is that's it, still feasible, and it's still I think that's still kind of how it is today. Yeah, it's crazy. So you don't get as much front end head shake or deflection as you do as a Honda, but Correct. the rear of the bike or the the pivot bolt back feels like a Honda where it's stiff. Yes. So you can take some of that out. There is engine mounts that actually do work. Um, and speaking of that, Works Chassis Labs makes an engine, not to go back, but Works Chassis Labs makes an engine mount for a KTM now. So I was talking about the Stifford frame KTMs, and this just came to my mind because I just tested this last week. Um, helps that chassis out a lot, so you get more compliancy. And nice. those, that engine mount, Works Chassis Lab has one for Suzuki. You can check that out. FCP, there's another guy out there that makes engine mounts, so you have to decipher which one you want to use. But some engine mounts, aftermarket engine mounts, do help stiffer natured frames okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be selfish because yep. your time is my time mm-hmm. okay what are those engine mounts the material they're made out of because i know the guys are going to be asking are they carbon are they right. molly are they aluminum what are they so works chassis labs has a couple that are titanium mm-hmm. and aluminum oh very nice so and then some of them i know fcp has titanium front mounts mm-hmm. and aluminum tops if they're combining the materials together to get a feel Oh, that's bitching. So, I like that. Um, so depending on what you go with is kind of what the material is. Okay. Um, when in the production world, we go through steel and aluminum. So there is steel mounts. Like on the Yamaha, there's steel. Um, they, they were steel. Yeah. And those worked good for softness and, you know, and, and touch. Um, aluminum is obviously less rigid than a titanium. Correct. So if you're softening the top mount with an aluminum cutout, top mount you might want to go to a stiffer front to get some front end traction so there is a blend when you go to a titanium front mount compared to an aluminum front mount on some of these bikes it makes the front wheel stick to the ground better okay just say just say touch again how you say touch touch okay there it is touch. i just i just like the way you say speak it. <laughs> <laughs> uh jackassery yeah exactly. there's a lot of that high desert there. jackassery yeah. it's, it's sad that we still like Dumb, stupid <laughs> sexual jokes that how old we are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Oh, so for me, like, just know that when you do go to these mounts, you will have a different feel. You might have to adjust your sag. Again, 
change one thing, it affects another. Correct. Um, there is a, an article on my site. It's called Action and Reaction. Uh, I wrote about certain parts of the motorcycle that you change and what the reaction is to another part. See, Greg, all these things yeah. that I do that you don't know about. Dude, Sir Isaac Newton. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the presence of fucking greatness. Thank you. It took and how many years for you to, to, mean, to recognize the 30? skills? I don't know, man. It took you this long, Greg. You know what? All I know is your wedding night was f- fucking phenomenal. Let's get off track that, here. That Let's, I'm sure the fans want to hear about <laughs> this, okay? There's a lot of things that went down in my wedding. <laughs> things that some I, of it things, we should never speak of. Things again. that I accepted and then I turned down. <laughs> You went to confessional? I, I, yeah. needed, I needed Jesus then. <laughs> you really did. I needed Jesus. A lot of people did. Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. I digress. Uh, so Suzuki, no hate comms on Suzuki. You want a price no. point bike? You wanted a bike that's cheaper? Look, at there was a bike. Uh, oh, was a bike. There was a Suzuki dealership that you could get a Suzuki for 5800 bucks. That's a brand still. New. That's a still a Granted, great they bike. caught it's on. Viable. You can't get them anymore like that. I think you can get them for like 65 66 mm-hmm. But still, it's a lot cheaper. Than a ten grand motorcycle, but twisted T, Suzuki. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks good. Cool. Yeah, you're running twisted fucking T. Hello. Oh my I god. mean, come on. It's that simple, folks. <laughs> it's that simple. Buy a Suzuki. Get some twisted T graphics. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, make it a party every day. You know, Gary Sutherland would be all about that. Oh, that's our guy. Yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. God, I miss Gary. Oh boy. Gary. Uh, whatever happened to that fucking guy? Uh, he's done. <laughs> 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 Love you, Gary. He's done. That's game time for Gary. Yeah, it's over. game. Uh, Suzuki, easy to ride engine, has a nice amount of torque, fun power character. Uh, they have couplers instead of, similar to the Kawasaki, they use couplers. Going to a lean coupler on a Suzuki helps low end. I'm pretty much a standard coupler type of guy on this bike. Um, a lot of mods you can do. You can save yourself some money, of course, when you buy this bike, and then you can use that money you save towards some modifications that you can go to Racer X and uh, check out the video I did uh, over there with Ryan Persley. It was his bike, and it was a very fun machine. You can buy a KYB shock instead of having that BFRC show a rear, which is of a nightmare of a shock. And it follows the ground good, that BFRC, but it not good off-throttle. Lots of pushing and kicking. So simply purchasing a 250 KYB production shock, bolted in on your RMZ 450, Yes, I understand you have a show of fork and a KYB shock, but it does work, and it's a lot more of a better dampening feel on and off throttle. And let's face it, the RMZ250 is oversprung and overvalved, so sticking that 250 shock on, it will be most likely just fine for you guys out there, especially anywhere north of 180. I mean, that RMZ250 is stiff. That is, They should have dropped spring rates on that bike, but they didn't, so that spring rate is efficient for a 450 rider. Um so, a little bit of rigidity, has a Kickstarter, the development is down, but there's still, that's a great option for you guys that want to get into the sport or want to get a new bike with maybe less tech. That is still a great machine to go have fun on with your buddies. And there's a lot of guys at the, the track now with Suzuki's. I see a shit ton of Suzuki's now. Yeah, it's almost like a revival. It's They're kinda... coming back. And let, let's face it, Kenny, that he's on Suzuki's now, is going to help that brand a lot. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Kenny. Yeah. I mean, Kickstart God. Kenny. Kickstart Kenny. All right. So, with that being said, let's get to the what the the main dish. Dish. Um, what would be your choice right now? You said you're going to buy a KTM. Give me your top three. What you would buy? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So KTM 450 would be first, right? Correct. What's your second choice? Probably Yamaha. Okay, Yamaha YZ, and then the third choice. Would you buy a KX? 
You know what? I would. That was, yeah, I would. If Mama gave you enough money, would you buy the SR? Oh, hell yeah. So, right Greg now. rode the SR, and that changed your life. That changed your whole outlook on a Kawasaki, didn't it? Well, I, I mean, I've always liked... Well, But you didn't like the stock one. You like, did not like the stock one. Give me off one. this thing. Give me off of it. Well, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. But, you know, and back in the day, like I said, two-stroke, I loved my KXs. With the 500s, 250s, I, I loved them. Mm-hmm. I've never owned a four-stroke KX in the modern era, if you will. But for me, and I'll tell you guys this out there, the SR is a better Kawasaki, even the new one with the Showa suspension. So the 23 KX450 SR is unbelievable. I rode last year's. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was real good. So honestly, I'll be straight up with you. I would choose that SR over a Yamaha. Really? It's really good. Wow. If, if the SR was in this, in this group. So wow. the Showa, I would choose the 22 SR because I love that KYB feel. Yeah, that's what I wrote. But the Showa stuff is actually really good for 23, so I do like the SR a lot. I rode at Glen Helen, and I liked it more than I should have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. It's it really felt like you were cheating on, the big, on big blue. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was going racing and yeah. Kawasaki said, hey, we got an SR for you to race, I'd go race it yeah. right there because the, the suspension right out of the box is really good. Didn't you just beat some guy on a KX here at some race? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. He used to have a number one plate. Oh, boy. Yeah. I. I who was See, that? Do you understand who you're dealing with over here? I, <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Jeremy. Like I, I had to bring that I up. I haven't started living until I was 40. Yeah. <laughs> it took me until 40 years old to figure some shit out. Yeah, but. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Um, so the SR is a great. If you do have some money, I would recommend the SR. It has more power. There's more excitement there. Can I told you, like, the Kawasaki KX450 engine standard is just vanilla. The SR is not. It has really good excitement. The muffler, the Pro Circuit muffler sounds a little bit like ass. It's loud. But Rasp- it's, it's kind of raspy. raspy yeah. But you can put like the that. insert in, and it sounds a lot better. A okay. lot of these guys take their inserts out because they think they need it for power. But most of these four strokes nowadays like back pressure. Back pressure. So yep. if you could take your insert out, Cut your screen out if it has a screen. Put the insert back in. It helps with back pressure, and to me, it's a lot better. So um, that's the option you can do. So Greg's going KTM, Yamaha, what's your third choice? Would you go Honda or would you go Cowie? You would know, you go Husky? Or would you arm army up? Would you kickstart Kenny? It? No, uh, that's a good one. Well, you think about it. I'm going to name my top three. You ready? Yeah. My top three is a Yamaha YZ450. And some of you guys are like, no, no shit, Kiefer. No. You get paid by Yamaha. I don't get paid by Yamaha. Stop it. I don't get paid by Yamaha. Power Motorsports is the closest thing I get paid for by Yamaha. And they're a Kawasaki dealership as well and a KTM dealership. So no one's paying me at Yamaha. I just think the Yamaha YZ450 has a blend of everything that I'm kind of looking for. Sure. Would I love some more stability like the 22? Yep. Would love it. Would I like to have the frame of the Kawasaki on the Yamaha? Yep. Would love it. But the engine is awesome. Engine is easy to use. Uh, I can ride in third gear. Uh, I don't need to put anything on it. It's fast. I can control it. I can, you know, tune it down if I wanted to with the Yamaha Power Tuner app. It has good suspension. Sure, a little bit stiff. But if I, like I said, if I want to take it to someone, I take it to Mark, which Mark has a set of my KYB stuff right now, or I take it to Enzo. And, and I'd be good to go. Yeah. My second choice, ah, it's hard for me. My second choice would be a Kawasaki. 
I would stiffen up that fork and I would ride the shit out of it and hopefully it didn't chassis bolts wouldn't fall out. Yeah. <laughs> I would have Eddie work on my bike more than I <laughs> Eddie, I would yeah. Uh, Eddie, the Kawasaki is a friendly machine. Yes. They are, honestly, you can get a Kawasaki for dirt cheap right now. Power Motorsports, not to keep blowing them, but they have excellent deals. Email me. I can get you in contact with those guys for, I think you can get a, a, a KX450 for eight grand. Isn't that where I got mine? And yes. you hooked me up with And those guys were. You delivered your bike. But not even the delivery you guy was cool as you, shit. You didn't have to do anything. No. Right. No. I had, open the, awesome. I had to open the side gate and let them in. So put I mean, in my workshop. I, I mean, love local dealerships, but man, I'm just if, oh, I, yeah. if I'm buying one of those three bands brands, I'm just going up yeah. there. It's easy, no fuss. I don't have to go into the dealership. You know me, I'm a hot, I'm a hermit. <laughs> I don't want to go do anything, right? <laughs> so uh, the yeah. KX450, great buy. If you're meticulous with your mechanics, um, me- mechanic skills, excuse me, um, you'll have a great time with the Cowie. It's easy to ride, very friendly. I hop on it. You know, it's it's great. Just keep up on your bolts and things, and you'll be great. So my third pick would be a KTM 450. Um, I love, God, I have a factory edition in the garage right now. It's unbelievable. Looking. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They're beautiful. I <laughs> wish they came with orange frames, but, yeah. Um, again, I like the engine that it forces me to ride a little bit harder, which helps my lap time, so I'm in on that. Yes, do I wish it had a spring fork? Yes, um, but I know... The guys over there at RAP can take care of me in the suspension department. They have before. I've been happy with it. Um, so for me, KTM would be my next choice because I know it's durable. The clutch on the KTM lasts 30-some hours. I do not have to screw with the clutch ever. Just like we talked about, I'm a yeah. clutch slipper. Easy peasy. I've had Eddie change my clutch about 32 hours. He's like, you didn't even need it. So I don't got to do shit. The air filter is easy to get in and out. Well, it's not today he accused you of being a fucking tweak. What do you mean? Because he was choosing, changing out your, I, it's got 30 hours. I oh, got to yeah. have so my clutch. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. and, and he's just like, just yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you don't need it. I'm like, well, I thought you don't I need it. it. Put a new one in. Here's yeah. the new one. Well, 30 hours yeah. is a long time. So it, it's very durable machine. The engine is great. Um, a little bit of vibration issues. But those are my top three 450 non-shootout picks. Mm-hmm. There's a bike for everybody in here. You want to go low cost, and uh, you want a lot of front-end delivery. The Kawasaki and Suzuki are great picks. You want a bike that has a blend of everything and does it all. The Yamaha is also a great pick. Um, you want a little bit more of a extravagant, um, good cornering motorcycle with linear feel. The KTM Husqvarna is that. And if you're a bigger guy, you want some a great engine character that has enough power for you, and uh, it has... It has some good. It, it'll be good for you, bigger guys, because it's stiffer natured feel. The Honda CRF 450 is great for that type of rider, and that's a serious racer type of bike. Honda has been getting better with uh, amateur support. Kawasaki, unbelievable with Team Green support. Blue Crew is is getting better as well. They're coming around a little bit. Suzuki, I do not see out there, and of course Orange Brigade and those guys. They're they're trying their best as well. But for me, it's hard to beat uh, Team Green for amateur support just as far as helping you out with rebates and things like that. Um, so there's a bike for everybody over here, guys. So uh, what's your third pick? You didn't Kermit. Say? Green. Yeah. All right. It took me a while to what they were talking about, but I got it. Yeah, you get it. Kermit, uh, yep. great bike. Yep. You put a stiffer fork in there, I think you would like it. Absolutely. I think it would corner better for yeah. you. And I know the tendencies on, you know, I'm kind of a mechanical goofball anyways. I just love working Yeah, so on you shit. wouldn't mind tinker in the shop. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Right. But uh, when I'm riding... 
I want that bike to take care of me because you want to be I, able to ride it. I want to be able to ride it, and not I'm work not. On it. And here it is. I that you don't need to be blown any more than everybody else blows you. But bit. no one blows I, me. Just, no one blows me. Heather. Whoa! Those days are gone. Oh, I'm married. God, that's so sad. Married. And you have that picture right there on the deck. I'm looking at her. It's just, look yeah, how this innocent. is young Heather. Everybody. That's young Heather. You can't see it. See, if oh. I was on YouTube, like people want me to be, yeah. like have a have a picture of this show, like yeah. a video of the show, they would love it. They would yeah. see beautiful young Heather, Bob uh, hair, Bob hair, Bob hair with a rose in her hand, rose in her hand, a little. I wasn't even a glimmer in her eye bikini. right here, Gray. <sighs> wasn't what, even what happened to her? I don't know what exactly. That's why I have it here. Do we need to pull? Of course, that's we why I have this picture of Heather here. Yes, to to see like how sweet and loving she was. I know, but see if we pulled her in from the gym right now, she and oh it. here, get, oh yeah, it's bad. Yeah, go it's away. bad. See yeah, go. Yeah, go away. Yeah, she would. She would take over the show, so we can't say anything. No. So, um, but so, Kermit's your third. Kermit is my third. Okay. Uh, if you guys have uh, any questions about these bikes. Chris, K-R-I-S, at keyforinktesting.com. Happy to help you guys. There are settings. Please, before you email me, do some research on my website. It's it's a pretty cool place to go if you want to get some information. Eh, it's all right. It's all right. Look, you don't even go on website. <laughs> doesn't even matter. What's the website? <laughs> I go on motocross action. <laughs> oh, you. Aiden, okay, you, Aiden, you and Aiden, I, okay, Aiden. after these headsets come up, you and I are going to fight. Aiden sent me a picture of him at Glen Helen the other day when oh, I was testing. Oh, God, no. And he was sitting there on the back of the, the truck reading a more motocross action. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "You're such a dick." Uh oh, we're not we're not talking about yeah, you. Well, yeah, we're we're over you. Yeah, yeah, we were. We're talking about this picture. We're talking about what happened to we're, innocent Heather. Look at yeah, she, she just right. entered, she just entered the room. Yeah. All right. So if you have any questions, please get in contact with me. I'm happy to help you guys out. If you want to get some uh, merch, um, some other things that you want to maybe rep Kiefer Inc. Heather at KieferInkTesting dot com. Greg refuses to get on the. On board with Kiefer Inc. I've offered it to him many times, and he doesn't want to do anything with emails. He doesn't want to work anymore, so you can't get a hold of Greg, even though you might want to, because people actually email me and say, hey, Greg was an addition to your show, and they would love to talk to you, but you you just armadillo like Steve. Anyway, uh, so can't get a hold of Greg. Aiden, if you're a young lad, Aiden at KieferInkTesting.com. And if you're a mechanic, you want to do some mechanic things, God knows I'm not the best mechanic, Eddie E-D-D-I-E at KieferInkTesting.com is the place to go for mechanical questions oh, my brother, for Edward. Yes. You think we're harsh and, woof. Yeah, yeah. I love Eddie, I feel like man. you're a little harsher than Eddie at times. Wow. Yeah, but it's because I've known you for longer, right? Wow. And I'm just more open and. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know. So uh, this is our 450 non-shootout. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you supporting this, these uh, advertisers that on this show. It keeps this thing up and moving, having a good time. And we're sorry we go off of the beaten path at times. So, please, you're interrupting my show, Heather. Thank you. Um, see what I'm saying? That girl is no longer. It's, this is other things. Distractions, hard, claws. Uh, so, from us and to you out there, we thank you very much for uh, having us. And Greg has lost the show now. Greg is off the show. Thank for you good reason. Much. For good reason. So thank you very much, Greg, for being on here. We appreciate it. And uh, it's not many uh, many times that you get on this show. No. No. I'm kind of a recluse now. I, no one wants to hear from me. Can we do a show with just stories about stuff that we've done back in the day? Can we have oh. a show like that? That'd be fun. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe it would be the coffee with the Kiefers. We'll have Heather in here. And we'll just talk about shit that we've all done. I mean, it'd be, it'd be fun. There's a lot of things that we've been through, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> 
That's Dude, we could do probably three shows on your guys' wedding alone and the debauchery and that was such I don't a remember it being that big of a deal. It was pr- <laughs> I mean look you, guys, you should see the look on the other's face. Look at She yes. is in absolute shock right now. We offered we got offered well, you can't come on the show right now. No, no, no. Everybody wants to You don't to even hear know me. what you're doing. Right I don't. Now. I'm just going to put three and three. So for me, I feel like the, the wedding, There's we did get offered up something that we turned down, right? Because we just didn't do it. But um, Heather, welcome in. Hi. Uh, there was a lot of things that happened at our wedding. <laughs> this is a 450 <laughs> non-shootout show. This isn't uh, I'm just saying, we got offered to have... Yes. Yes. A, a party afterwards. Yes, we got offered to go to some couple's room. Uh-huh. And we straight. said we said sorry but we're all straight. Yeah, we're all yeah. Straight. we we just got married. Can we're I all, have well, my honeymoon can my I wife? Get, can I get bored with my wife first? <laughs> <laughs> that was so freaking awesome. Give me give me 15 years, bro. <laughs> yeah, wait till I'm a little tired of her. Yeah, and then exactly. and then we can go throw yeah, exactly. down. Listen, what, my, what else happened? Um my one bridesmaid's dude wanted to leave so he paid the DJ cuz Liz's boyfriend said, uh-huh. you can't leave until like these three songs are played. And it was like White Wedding, and I can't remember the other two. Who was the guy? Uh, it was Jamie's. Jamie's dude, Patrick. Who the hell's Jamie? Jamie that was in love with uh, Ty Davis. Oh, yeah. See, the, I don't remember. I so he went and paid the DJ to play all three songs in a row so they could leave. <laughs> Shiloh got obliterated. Oh, Shiloh. It got oh, to I a, do remember. Okay. It oh, got to yeah. a fight with Nick yeah. yes. at our house. and a you and I fight. Ha- we didn't have Aiden. We sent Aiden home with my mom. They had their daughter, Laura, who was only a couple months younger than Aiden. Mm. I ended up babysitting. You had to break up a fight. We had to play Dr. Yes. Phil and Oprah until oh 5 she, o'clock in the morning. Charlotte wanted to go to Burger Bar, and, and Nick didn't. And yeah. Nick pun- kind of punched her in the face. Well, Did like, he? Well, he, like, pushed her, and she no, cut her. he was her. trying to block her. He was yeah, trying to block her. She was crazy. But she was like, he hit me in the face, oh and she had braces, God. so her lip got cut. Oh, and People don't want to know this. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have this show. Well, I mean, it. Okay. If you guys are gone already, I understand. Now you yeah, to, you checked out. I just want to hear the motorcycle stuff. But, <laughs> but that was a yes, good freaking night. I Whatever do, happened to this young girl right here? Yeah, whatever happened? I'm right here. Do you want uh, me to go get a rose from the? No, roses it's you not. Sent that's me? see this face. That face doesn't exist in your face. That anymore. face was 17 years old. I'm almost. Is it weird that I have a picture of you at 17 on my desk? Yeah. I, isn't there some laws against that? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I was thinking about the other day. I was working there day. I was looking over. I'm like, I wonder if it's weird for a, a, a husband <laughs> to have a picture of his wife that's under 18 on his desk. <laughs> uh, I don't know. When did I meet you? 19? Uh, yeah. No, I, 20. No. I was going to say, you were in your 20s. You were 19. No. no, I'm trying to think what year it was. Cause I graduated in 2001, so it was 2002 that yeah. I met you. Yeah, so. 19. It was right before I turned 19. <sighs> Two weeks before I turned 19. Okay. And then you got me some Smith sunglasses. Oh, uh, I remember you on that Smith program. No hate comes on Smith, dude. Smith was a good guy. I know. But, oh, I love Smith. If Smith God. was still around to this day, I probably would wear him. Yeah. Where'd they go? But they you know what? It's hard under? to be an Oakley Air Brake. Did I'm they just go under? Air. Yeah. No, they went strictly to snow. Snow. Oh. Yeah, they're Idaho-based, No based, motorsports right? goggles anymore. Yeah, yeah gotcha. they're Idaho-based, right? Yeah. So they're snow people. Sun Valley. Yeah. Mm. A lot of companies where Scott was, too. Scott yeah. was Idaho. Smith. That's right. Yep. Forgot about that. HJC. Oakley Airbrakes, best goggle in the business. Suck it, Steve. No hate comms to Rich and the X-Brand. Good goggle. Good goggle. But if you want the clearest lens available, Oakley Airbrake. If you want the best foam available, Oakley Airbrake. Yeah, but who saved your Aiden's ass at Loretta's? Scott. Right. Scott's great. Aiden's, yeah. Aiden's on Scott. Aiden's John Scott. Knowles and Scott, great. Just the, it, it, 
It's a little bit farther down on my big-ass nose, so the Oakley air brake is better on my nose. I like that. Mine, too, because I've broken my nose yeah, four you got times. Some wide-ass nostrils. Yeah, well, yeah, because I can't keep my <laughs> mouth shut, and people like to punch me in the face, so I broke my nose four times. You but probably get a shit ton of air through those things. You think I don't? I do. Yeah. You shouldn't <laughs> get arm pump how much oxygen you're getting. That, oh. No arm pump for you, those big old hey, nostrils. Hey, no Hey, comms on my arm pump, okay? Hey, it told, is what it is. Have you told him that we signed him up for spring eating? Will you stop? Yeah. You, why do we, why does she so, come in here? Hey, hey people out there, Jeff. you have a buddy that wishes, that you wish would race a little bit. I mean, I think Greg rides a lot with me, and he could just race a fun race, like the International Vet Motocross Association. We should go race an old-timers race, Greg. Dudes your age that don't ride much. Um, sorry, are you talking? Yeah. Oh. And we can just go have a good time. You? What about World Minis? I, no, that's too big a race for him. I'm it? talking about a mellow race. I go just chill. Me and him go race. Old dudes, like literally. Oh, yeah. Old timers would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Stop with There's your... no pressure. If it's you not... get last, you get last. Who cares? Right. I'm not worried about that. Then then what was the problem? About? I just want to run my dirt bike, man. You well, will. What... <laughs> I don't want to race. I just Other want to run my dirt bike. Older dudes I'm like done you. racing. I'm done with my racing shit. It's, a, it's in the past, dude. Oh, well, Jesus. I just want to ride. I thought we had a program for you. Listen, if anyone out there has a friend like you... this that is very stubborn and you have some suggestions on how we can get him oh, to the not... line. There's no suggestions. Please, please email us. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. I bet you I can get you to the line. Uh, yeah, that'll get in line. <laughs> Damn it, Heather. You just you just fucked me up, dude. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? I'm sorry if you have a child listening to the show. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I apologize. And, and my filthy mouth and the there thoughts are going through my mind right now. There was some F-bombs dropped on the show. We do try to work on that, but sometimes <laughs> it is na- in our nature to, to, to throw some adjectives and verbs. Yes. Is is a cuss word? That's a adjective. ing like fucking, yeah. sucking, that's verb. Okay, yeah. so yeah. we're an adjective type of people here. Yes. Got it. Listen, sometimes you just need to use a different word to get the point across. That's passion. It is It's passion. a passion word. I have a lot of passion. Uh, you have too much passion. <laughs> <laughs> too much. I'm not going to. Thank you for joining too. us and uh, this little 20-minute uh, um, addition to the yeah. show. God help awesome. me. Thank you, Heather, for jumping in. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me jump in. All right, Greg, thank you very much. We'll see you guys in Texas. Whoop, be whoop. there for two weeks. Greg will be there. So if you listen to the yes. show and you want to see the big nostril fella, he will be there with me. Oh, boy. You'll be the chrome dome shining Go bridge team. of love that is yes. with yeah. us. Yes. Uh-huh. Bridge of love. I like that. Bridge of <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can we get that for a butt patch? Camouflage. No. You and your freaking butt patches. What, this 1979? What? Camouflage? That, I'll do camouflage. Okay. Camouflage. Flush. Flush. OD Green. OD Green. See y'all. Bye. Bye. See you, Varge. Varge.